Um, well, I believe it's not only important due to the pandemic situation, but also when a company scales up in so many different countries. I mean, with so different mentalities, backgrounds, time zones, and everything also in a remote setting, it is essential to keep the human aspect alive. Um, like someone breaking the ice, showing empathy and understanding, and connecting the different peers with each other. Um, and this is what we encourage with several social sceneries during our welcome week. I have the impression that it's super beneficial to have one common point for all, the people advisor who either answers the questions or provides the solutions for that problem, or who can direct the person to do so. Christiane, so great to have you on Scaling So Far podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, first off, I'd love to hear your personal story. What's been your personal journey to where you are today? Uh, thank you very much for having me, first of all. And my personal journey, I believe it has quite a roller coaster. So um, in my 20s, I traveled Europe um, and worked as a bartender in hotels and clubs, even on a cruise ship. Um, but after roughly seven years doing this, I settled in Berlin. And to be very honest, I didn't want to work always during the nighttime um, and still wanted to keep working very closely with people and learn about their individual journeys. So HR was the best option to do so. And exactly. this is where CoachUp came into play. Um, because honestly speaking, in my opinion, recruiting and acting as an HR manager is not so different from being a bartender at all. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And you've been with Coach Hub since 2019, um, now in that people advisory role. Before we jump into that, can you tell us a bit about Coach Hub's mission and vision? Absolutely. So the vision of Coach Hub is to democratize coaching for people of all career levels worldwide. And we do this um, for our mission and we help organizations to unleash their people's full potential. Here at Culture, we realize that while well, we give every employee um, access to their own business coach and um, from interns or working students up to leadership management um, mm -hmm. because everyone just profits from that big benefit. Excellent, excellent. And you started to talk about this earlier on, but how did your role of people advisor come, on up, come about? What does that look like in reality at, at Coach Hub? And what would you say is the part of the employee life cycle that you come in at? That's a very good question. Um, so when I joined Culture, we were just roughly 35 employees. So the HR team was quite small. Um, and back then we used the trustful connection that was built up between a recruiter and the talent to guide them through the first weeks. But the more we grow, and especially also at this high pace Culture was growing, we um, focused on having literally someone who's dedicated to the whole communication um, starting as soon as someone accepted our offer till their very first day. So basically a people advisor takes over after a contract is signed and takes on the full communication with the talent till their very first day. Um, and on the other hand, we also organize and coordinate a welcome week for them. So this is a multiple day onboarding experience with department presentations, with social interactions, especially in those remote settings. These are super important to transfer the culture of coaching. Absolutely. And so basically speaking, a people advisor steps in before the first day of the talent and is present through the whole 
employee cycle as a go-to person for all employees. Excellent. I can imagine this role has been hugely important over the past couple of years. With a global pandemic forcing remote work and many onboarding companies without meeting their teams or peers face to face. Um, but it's actually a role that amongst startups, I think, is relatively rare to see prioritised. Um, why do you feel it's so important, especially in a fast scaling environment, that a role like this is prioritised? Um, well, I believe it's not only important due to a pandemic situation, but also when a company scales up in so many different countries. I mean, with so different mentalities, <laughs> background, time zones and everything also in a remote setting, it is essential to keep the human aspect alive. Um, like someone breaking the ice, showing empathy and understanding and connecting the different peers with each other. Um, and this is what we encourage with several social sceneries during our welcome week. I have the impression that it's super beneficial to have one common point for all, the people advisor who either answers the questions or provides the solutions for their problem, or who can direct the person to do so. Excellent. Um, uh, just going slightly off script here, you've mentioned culture a couple mm -hmm. of times, and um, it's something I've been very aware of, aware of working in scale-ups myself. Um, how, when in this remote environment, um, how are you making sure that people are really getting on board with the culture and that you're able to keep that culture consistent? In an organization um like you mean in an organization in general or well, just uh, just think think of coach hub so what, what are you doing there to really make sure that culture people are embedded in the culture and they're living and breathing it so to speak so you've talked about some of the activities already so mm -hmm. what, what was your part within that and what sort of things are you doing well honestly speaking for <laughs> it it is our product so we have yeah. a couple of teams who are just completely focused and working on this so different mm -hmm. um, measures to scale it up to get the beneficials to also just uh, keep a regular routine on it um, yeah. the own like the business coach is not really having something to do with our people department uh, mm -hmm. because it's something that every employee gets in our Good. like two different teams actually taking care of this um, but the people advisor and the people team makes sure that in the very beginning of each talent it's already very much transmitted so when to expect that the journey starts whom to reach out to if there appear any obstacles in between i hope that answers the question yeah absolutely thank you very much Great. and when do you feel is the best time to bring in a people advisor role is is it at a certain stage of growth or are there any trigger points that should prompt hiring a people advisor well, as you said earlier, it's quite a unique role. So I think in some companies, um, if they have a big onboarding team, they can cover these tasks. In some other companies, maybe people partner take it over. So it's really individual from company to company. Um, I believe that as soon as a company grows internationally and or at the same time also as a super massive speed, um, it's important to have a dedicated person or a little team um, who take care of those new and the existing employees, so to say. So as soon as you realize you cannot keep track of who's doing what, um, it needs someone to make sure that all valid information is passed on to the new joiners. Absolutely. And, and who are your closest partners across the business? You know, is it talent acquisition, people managers? And what, what have you found is key to success in building those relationships? 
Uh, yes, so the closest partners, there are actually two ways in the very beginning. So on this communication scale up to their first day, we're working super close with our tech support, the people operation team, and also the hiring managers. Um, but once an employee has been onboarded, so during the life cycle, it's mostly people partners and our employer branding team we're interacting with. And as you're asking for keys of success, I think clear communication and having an agile mindset are the keys to success. So to provide an excellent service ahead of the start date needs clear information. Um, but then we're also still in a start of a scale up mentality. So if a last minute joiner comes in or a last minute change, and then we just find different ways to get them on board. And believe me, you get creative after a while. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. So it's it's quite interesting. The next question, and, and I think this is very pertinent, so it really feels like your role is the connective tissue between Coach Hub's people and the business, <clears throat> based on what you've just said, probably wider than that as well. So how do you create an effective feedback loop in that respect? What sort of processes or practices do you have in place to make that happen, especially at the pace you perhaps need in that sort of scale-up environment? Well, we work with a, um, a feedback survey at the end of our welcome week. So to get instant insights from the people when well, their experience is really fresh. Um, but we're also quite aware there's some things they flag to us we cannot change right away, especially when mm -hmm. you're setting up new countries, for example. Then we just keep those points in mind and uh, want to improve them at the right time. Um, I also strongly believe in like, short coffee breaks or walking meetings, so real one-on-one -on -one settings because people just, they open up more easily in, in a one-on-one -on -one setting rather than in a group or an anonymous <laughs> survey. Um, but I think also when it's a scale-up environment, I think you constantly have to um, step up your feedback service and find new ways because a changing environment also needs changing processes, so to say. So we're still learning. No, absolutely. And I think if you're mixing up all those different things, plus the regular surveys, at least you're getting a near to real time reflection of what the employee's feeling. So no, that's, that sounds very good. Um, you. You've got global offices across, I think, 17 locations from Amsterdam to Stockholm, Melbourne and New York. With Amsterdam being in your newest hub, is that right? Um, yes and no. <laughs> actually, yeah. the Amsterdam, oh, right. actually, the Amsterdam office was launched by the end of last year. And in the meantime, mm -hmm. we already opened up in Melbourne, Australia. The latest news. Excellent. So you're, you're moving at a, a rate of knots, which is great. The culture has been recognised by companies such as Glassdoor, LinkedIn and many other employee-focused accolades that you've won. Um, how do you scale your culture and the people experience across your global hubs? What initiatives, rituals or measures do you have in place to do that? That's a very good question and honestly also tricky to answer. So okay. what, what we do is, yes, we've got several hubs already um, throughout the world, but they are very different from our headquarters in Berlin. And the idea is that once we have a large number of employees based in a central location like London, Paris, or Melbourne, then our office management and workplace teams um, organizes a hub for them. But it's up to the people in that location to transmit or to encourage also a bit more live in the culture. It's very different a culture that is lived in 
Australia or the APEC area compared to one in North America or within the EMEA region. So we're highly depending also on our leadership being based in those areas. And mm -hmm. the more the hubs grow, um, after a while they might also grow into a real physical office, then we also have an office management just to support little daily regular meetings, festivities and so on and so forth. Good. Good. And when it comes to new starter onboarding, do you have any secrets or must-do activities or initiatives that you're able to share with us today? I'd love to. So I believe with all the theory at Union Onboarding sessions, like live presented or in videos, it just needs something to spice up um, the theory with some casual fun things. So what we do is in the beginning of our welcome week, we just make a meet your fellow newbies round. That's a very casual round where all new joiners can easily connect and mingle. Um, we also create random coffee or virtual lunch breaks, um, especially between different, different departments um, mm -hmm. so that the peers can mingle with people they normally would not meet. Um, nice. I believe one should never forget to take time for some fun and laughter. Absolutely, absolutely spot on. Um, and what would you say um, some of your biggest learnings are when it comes to a people comes to people partnering? Um, or is there one bit of advice you'll always pass on for folks going through your type of role? I would say to be open and agile and put yourself in the newbie's shoes. Um, I, I think especially within onboarding, it is essential to remember your own needs or questions or even fears um, you had when you were starting a new job adventure. So taking their perspective can help to provide a really memorable experience in a positive way. And the second thing I want to mention is transparency. Um, I believe it does not always mean to tell every detail and information during the process, but to share the thoughts and reasons why a decision has been made, because that supports acceptance and also the trustful relations with your employees. That sounds like a really good culture, actually. You've got a combination of empathy and transparency there, and that you're, you're right, that's going to breed trust very, very quickly. And mm -hmm. um, moving on to a couple of more lighthearted questions to bring our chat to a close today. Is there anything that you're super passionate about that you really find unapologetic amounts of joy in? This can be, of course, be professional, personal, or both. Um, to be honest, I still enjoy to be behind a bar counter and create cocktails now and then. Excellent. Um, <laughs> if it would be a concert or a festival or club night, it just having fun in a very busy night and working and dancing while working, it just gives me much energy. And due to the pandemic situation, it became rare. Um, sure. So this is something I really do enjoy. And I do love to play petonk from time to time as well. Oh, well. Like, yeah. Excellent. You'll be looking forward to everything going back to some level of normality then. So um, no, that's, that's, that's great. Um, and is there, a, is there a thought, value or phrase that you live by, Christian? There are actually many. Um, but my favorite one is um, everyone you meet is fighting a battle you do know nothing about. So be kind, always. Absolutely. And it probably couldn't be any more pertinent than it is right now after the mm -hmm. last few years. Um, look, Christiane, I really appreciate your time today. I've really enjoyed our chat. Um, it's been great to speak. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me, Dan. It was a pleasure. Thank you.